Welcome back to The Right Angle. Mo is here in his hideout bunker in the Midwest. Gee, man, you are not. Tell our ever-growing audience where you are <laughs> and what you're doing. <laughs> I'm down in vacation land, down in the south of the U.S. of A. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in I Florida. I'm in Florida. I, under I understand you even had a CC sighting. Oh, I did. It was amazing. It was amazing. I was allowed into his compound. Yeah. And uh it, it was it was quite breathtaking to tell you the you know, it's it just blew my mind. Wow. That, uh you know, his compound and and his cars that he has. I want to I want to do what he did in life, but it's too late, so. Did he bestow any nuggets of wisdom that you should pass along or No, he didn't give me anything as far as as far as that goes, but but he said he he almost promised me that he would be on uh, next week. How did that almost promise come out? He's kind of doing something in between states at the moment, and if he can work it out where he's back at his compound, then he would um, he would be on and you know grace his presence to us. Nice. And, uh, and he would do that, but I'm going to hold him to it. So yeah, got uh, to. We'll see what happens. Well, what's what sort of observations have you made down in the free state of Florida, as some people call it? <laughs> as as everybody that lives here and everybody that wants to live here. Yeah. Um, one one of the first things that I noticed as I was entering the state, uh, or I should say, not entering it, but as I got down a little further into the state. I noticed that eight out of every 10 billboards was an attorney that you could call to sue somebody. I, and I'm not kidding you, literally eight out of 10 billboards. And I, I almost told my bride, we need to write down the names of the people on these billboards just to see if they're duplicates. And I don't think I saw too wow. many duplicates of people. I mean... When you come down here, do you need a billboard to be reminded to sue somebody? If you need an attorney to sue somebody, I don't, I don't, that's kind of weird to me. Were the, because, you know, you see like the drunk driver ones, you see divorce ones, you see, I don't know, medical malpractice. Did you notice, was there a variety of ambulance chasers or? Yes, there was to the point of just tonight coming back to my compound that there was one for a, a, a lady uh, attorney for women. It was a pink mm. billboard, and it was for women. Oh. And I said to my bride, I said, what would you need from a lady attorney that a man couldn't use too? And she couldn't come up with anything other than possibly divorcing me. So... <laughs> oh, man. That is... Yeah, that's interesting. So you... I think you mentioned... I don't know if it was on air or not when you uh, informed me that you were going down there. Did you really drive, it sounds like? I did drive, and it was only the second time in my life that I've driven down to Florida. And that was because you don't trust the airlines? That is correct, 100%. 100%. Yep. And uh, Cece has been, you know having troubles with uh, airlines too. Really? Yeah. Wow. In certain different ways. And yeah. 
I, I'm just not, I'm not going to do it until uh, judge my butts out of there because he doesn't know what he's doing and he can't fix anything. And I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to put up with the airlines when they screw around with your luggage and your, and your, your flights back and forth to wherever you're going. I'm holding my breath every time I went to the, you know, to the place or to the airport to see if my my flight was on time or canceled. And of course, last time I flew, it was canceled. Nope. I mean, I drove, and it wasn't bad actually. To tell you the yeah. truth, it was um, it was a two day drive, and we did ten hours or eleven hours the first day, and seven hours the next day. And uh, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. A lot a lot easier than I thought it would be. Now, do you drive down when you go to see the compound, or do you fly? Uh, we haven't lately. I think we've uh, flown. At one point, we lived in South Georgia many years ago, and so we obviously drove there and would drive around when we were going places. But, yeah, I, I don't know when the last time we would have driven to uh, Florida. I have to think about that. But, I mean, it, it isn't uh, that bad of a drive. It's not like going across country where you're going, you know, through – Nebraska and Iowa and, and all that super boring land. <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with them. They grow our grow our corn and wheat, but in terms of scenery, it gets a little bit repetitive. It certainly does. I've driven across, I think I told you, I've driven across the United States probably at least eight to ten times. And you're absolutely correct about that. I distinctly remember Kansas and uh, and thinking uh, we're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy, and, and thank God for that. So yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, all yeah. right. Well, any other Florida tidbits that would be insightful for our listeners? Well, if anybody wants to come down and they're curious about the area, what we're doing right now is uh, looking around to see where we want to come next time. And I would tell anybody that from Treasure Island all the way up to Tarpon Springs, uh, it's all pretty much about the same. And, and I would say most of the hotels were, look like they're decent. And any of those places isn't, I, I wouldn't think would be a crapshoot for anybody. I'd say yeah. they're all fairly good hotels. So. And how far down is Treasure Island? It is down about, I don't know, maybe 10 10, 15 miles south of Clearwater. Okay. Down in so that fairly, area. fairly thin slice, like not down to Naples or anything no, like that. No, you didn't go down that far. No, we did not this time. Gotcha. So how's it? Does it does it feel? I don't know what the number of people who have moved there in the last couple of years is, but does it feel like it's getting too full, or does it feel like there's still plenty of space, or? Well, uh, to tell you the truth, um, <laughs> trying to get out onto the road from our hotel, which is, of course, on a main drag yeah. down here, uh, there are a lot of cars, but they have the traffic lights set so that you do have maybe a minute and a half in between the rush. But when the rush comes, it's full of cars, and at any time of day. So, it's it, yes, there are a lot of people down here. More than I remember last time I was down here. Man, so much has happened this past week that it's just, uh, I don't know, topical or not, but where do you want to start? 
Oh, do you want to even go to the gun control? As I'm sure everyone knows, up in uh, up in Michigan, at Michigan State, there was a horrific incident, and I've heard. I didn't read any details. That of course the legislature has already introduced some bills or something like that. But if people don't know by now that the problem isn't guns, I just I mean the the Babylon Bee had a three minute video about an AR-15 that went on trial, just showing the absurdity of that whole thing, and just it offends leftists when you tell them that there's some mental health issues that need to be dealt with it's just it's just a totally untenable position as they say there's no rational you mean you don't want crazy people with guns but what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) it means if they try to take guns away from sane people only the insane people get them yep it's i i don't understand i haven't heard uh any of the left-wing people talk about the fact that they don't want you talking about the mental health part of the people that go around shooting people? What, what, what do they mean by that? I mean, what are they trying to avoid I guess, by doing yeah, that? Yeah, maybe uh, giving them a stigma or something, or I... They are a stigma. Yeah. They are mentally insane when you i i don't even know what happened it where was it michigan michigan state yeah did you say michigan state yep. i don't know what happened there a guy who had had trouble his i think his mom had died and he hadn't really been mentally right since then he had possessed guns and been arrested and his attorney got him off and you know he was on probation and i i don't care to know the details of what drove him off the total deep end but something did but i mean there's always a there's always a backstory to these people and you can never i mean just by the nature of what he did you can never say that there isn't a mental problem with him and with everyone else and not to explore that is just to leave a giant festering problem that you're never going to solve by taking a gun away from someone. And I don't understand why people have a problem with, I, I, for lack of a better term, because this is the last one they used when they closed them down, with an insane asylums. And I, we can call them something different, which of course we would, but mental health spas, let's call it that, Ooh. mental health spas. And you can put these, you need to put these people back in these places. And they don't have to be places where they're in cages, but they need to be in an area that is locked off from the population because of how they think. Nobody in their right mind would go around shooting people randomly. Not, not in your right mind. And if you're not in your right mind, you do need to be locked behind somewhere where you can't get out into the population of sane people. Yeah, because, I mean, you take away a gun, you give them a knife, you take away a knife, they get behind the wheel wheel of a car, et cetera. Yep, yep. A brick. Yep. You know, anything that, you know, a a bar, an iron bar, They you know, they can do that. I, I was listening to a guy that was talking about the firearm deaths last year. 
in the United States. And he said of the 33,000 deaths in the U.S. by firearms, 22,000 of them were suicide. Mm. 300 to 500 were accidental discharges. 500 were self-defense. And 90% of the remaining 10,000 are done with guns in gang-related violence. Yeah, that's a big piece of pie that you can do something about as opposed to chasing the sliver of the tiny percentage that, yeah, I mean, as they often say after these things, how many people who are in the NRA have gone out and done something crazy like this? Right, exactly. It's only insane people that do that kind of stuff. And and they don't have any place to put them anymore because they thought it was inhumane, I guess, to keep them in those places. I say make them a little more, you know, uh, a little, I don't want to say nicer, but a little more applicable to your taste. Yep. But but make sure that they're behind somewhere where they can't get out and leave them in there. They're, they're not going to get better. Not when they're to the point where they, they feel like they have to go out and kill people randomly. They're... They're broken, and they can't be fixed. Nobody can fix them. I don't care what you say. It would be a chore, but to take the stigma away, if not from the person, then from their parents, their sons and daughters, their relations, or someone, and just make everyone realize that it's not just best for them, but it's best for society and whatever they can do. I mean, they can do something in there to be productive, you know, just like prisoners make license plates or whatever, which is always a, sure. a joke, but it really isn't. And, and they can do something. They just can't, if they, you know, the one strike or two strike, whatever it is. But it's not working to keep passing gun laws that do nothing. I mean, they literally do nothing. They, you're exactly correct. And I would say to the uh, liberal left, I'd say, what do you want done with guns and you know the first thing they say you know we don't want any ar-15s we don't sell ar-15s to people anywhere in the u.s first of all they're semi-automatic which means you have to pull the trigger like you do a gun Mm -hmm. every time you shoot it okay so you can't take anything more away from a rifle than that is shooting a bullet singly and 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 to what end are, are they wanting these guns taken away? They want them all taken away? That's impossible. That's impossible. Yep. That's not going to happen. Did you hear the latest, I mean, like within the last couple hours on our poor Senator Fetterman? Fetternack? Fetternack. Is he still in the hospital? He, I don't have it right in front of me, but he checked himself into some basically mental hospital uh <laughs> some oh apropos some famous place where like people go to get mentally uh, better or something let me see if i can find it checks himself into hospital for mental health issues huh interesting and he got elected he was one of the stolen elections i don't care what anyone says yeah. he he was not in any shape to run a state at all. And they they have said that, that that giant boil or whatever on his neck is gone now, which is kind of interesting. But I can't imagine anyone 
well, A, how many people really voted for him, and B, those who did don't feel totally bamboozled by now. I'd be... Well, they're idiots for voting for him no matter what was said. And I don't believe for a second that that giant second human is off of his neck. <laughs> it's got to still be there. I want proof that okay. it's gone. And I don't want still photos where they... they airbrush it out yeah all right i want to see him in front of a microphone with that without a carhartt sweatshirt yep and and i want to see that that thing's gone because i'll guarantee you it's not gone i don't know what'll happen if if he'll have to resign and then the governor will appoint someone else to take his place i guess i unfortunately i don't think they'll have a special election i'm not sure how that works but oh my goodness well, I sure as heck hope they don't uh, have him, you know, have somebody take over for him. I, I don't think it works. That, I hope it doesn't work that way. I hope they have to have another election, you know, to get somebody right. that knows what they're doing in there. Uh, because that's that's stacking the deck when you do yeah. that. I mean, that makes it even more obvious that they knew the powers that exactly. be knew he couldn't serve and got him in there for a month or two and... Have you heard anything, speaking of governors, about Carrie Lake's lawsuit? Nothing um, really new. Have you? No. Yeah. I have not heard anything. Um, other. I thought everything was dropped, and I'm hoping that it wasn't. I hope they do follow through with it, and she does expose the fact that they stole that election from, from her. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard. I, all I saw was that... She went to the Super Bowl because it was in Arizona, and she did not stand for the, quote, black national anthem. What? What black national anthem? <laughs> You're lying. No, no. they. I forgot the name of it, but they've, I mean, they don't play it all the time, but they've played it, uh, I don't know, for the past. <laughs> Is that a new one? <laughs> Yes. Oh. Oh my God. I yeah. are you serious? They played they it. Did uh, that? They played it. I forgot in what order in the Super Bowl. I think they played that. Then they went to an ad. Then they came back and they played "God Bless America." And they went to an ad. They came back, did a national anthem, came back, did the coin toss, came back, started the game. But uh, the national anthem was actually quite good. It was some country singer who I didn't really know, but he was really pouring his heart and soul into it. I did see the national anthem because uh, I I'll always watch it right up to the point where you get those long high notes toward the end. Yep. You know where where all the other singers ruin it. Yep. And and he did play it all the way through. And because he was a country western guy, I guess he he knew he needed to do it that way. Yeah. Because it is the, the national anthem is not up to anyone's interpretation as to how it's sung. It's sung one way and basically like what he did. So, um, you know, you're not, you know, you're not there to show off your vocal cords for the national anthem. Just sing it and get out of my vision. Cause I, I could care less about you no matter who you are. By the way, did you watch the whole Super Bowl? Uh, more or less, more or less. It was, uh, I guess it was, I think it, had high ratings it was obviously very competitive down to the end and of course the questionable call near the end and whether that would have changed the outcome or not but 
uh, it did seem like Philadelphia just sort of ran out of gas and ran out of, I don't know, creativity or something. <laughs> they, they ran out of something. Yeah. Because they were handily defeated at the end. They scored on every possession, I guess, uh, in the second half, the Chiefs. Oh, all right. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I could, I didn't really care who won. Uh, my only problem was I was watching it in my hotel room. Okay. And the first half, I had to listen to it in Spanish. <laughs> Have you ever heard, you know, other people do a Super Bowl in a different language? How was that? It was absolutely horrendous. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. I, my bride finally said, quick, quick, I'm planning to just mute it. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll mute it and then not know what's going on. <laughs> but I finally figured out how to get to another station that, that spoke English. And then the second half, wow. I was able to actually watch it. And I was almost going to turn it off because if I couldn't find that English language, then... I wasn't going to watch it. So do you feel like the Spanish announcers talked more or less, or what was the main difference, if any, compared to English? Well, the the main difference to me is, is they talk fast. Mm. Okay. And, and they don't stop talking <laughs> when they're doing it. And I suppose if I understood it, I would, and I'm not listening to it. And I under, you know, like just like with English, yeah. Uh, you, you hear what they're saying and you understand it. So you're concentrating on what they're talking about. I was listening to the noise they were making. Uh, you know, touchdown. So they said touchdown. Yeah, they did say touchdown. Okay. And they did say the players' names. Yeah. But that's that's all I could wow. get out of it after three years of Spanish in public schools. <laughs> oh, really? If we want to jump a little, speaking of public schools, two things. Well, it's tied together, but there's been some reports on the schools in Maryland and more specifically Baltimore. And in this one particular school district, there was a student that had a G, he was a senior and he had a GPA of 0.13, which means that he had C's in three of his classes over his entire high school career. Good for him. And he is right in the middle, the 50th percentile of his class. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's good. That's good. And this, this, I don't know if it was this district or Maryland. They're third in the country. They spend $18,000 per year per student. And the, oh, my Lord. And the top education official is paid $400,000 a year plus benefits. Wow. For completely, completely failing yep. at what they, what they do. Uh, I can't go there, though. So. All right. I mean, <laughs> think about if, if you had, you know, school of choice and the money follows the kid, as so many good states do, you could literally have three kids you could pay a teacher $55,000, $54,000 a year to teach those three kids and just think what an amazing education those kids would get compared to what they're getting now. Exactly. Exactly. If they would stop getting in their own way, trying to come up with different ways to educate people, 
these kids, they could educate them for a, a fourth of what they're they're getting yep. from the government to educate them. It, it's like they're always constantly, I guess, for lack of a better term, trying to build a better mousetrap. And they don't need one. They don't need one. The stuff is already there for them. Science is science. Yep. Social studies is social studies. And math is math. And, well, it used to be English was English, but we'll say English-Spanish. It's there. And it's, it's all cut and dried stuff. Nothing changes ever with that. Why is everyone failing in the public schools? They got, uh, I forgot, on, I guess it's, it's probably more so in universities than in public schools, but the number of faculty that are non-teachers that are administration and DEI and, you know, whatever, I think they outnumber the number of teachers. And I would imagine in, in public schools, they can't be that bad, but you know that there's the principal, the vice principal, 18 secretaries, you know, four assistants, blah, blah, blah. And then you get down to the teachers. So I don't know. The teachers' unions, they've just totally destroyed things. They absolutely have. And uh, they're making a mockery of, you know, the entire education system. The Who's that, Weingarten, the the head of the oh, teachers yep, national that teachers union right. yep. yeah yeah she should be put in jail for what she's uh, come up with and and tried to do in her tenure i i don't understand how she can still have a job she has done a horrible horrible job as uh, i don't know what she is a stupid intendant of or what she is yeah. what kind of administrator she is but it's it's unbelievable I was also thinking it's just sort of when you think of teachers and I think as we've discussed on past podcasts, they did a study and they show that really the smartest people don't go into teaching. So they're just sort of, you know, mediocre intelligence, which doesn't mean that they don't have the best interests of the students in mind and can't be good teachers. But when you think about it, if you're teaching whatever subject and you're teaching 25 kids like in a third or fourth or fifth grade class every year you're going to get a pay increase but does that mean that you're teaching better i mean on what basis really can you justify paying someone more when he or she is really doing the same job uh i won't touch that one okay (laughs) (laughs) they they would probably say Everyone else gets a raise. You know, garbage collector gets a raise. So I get a raise. Hey, hey, I, I'm okay. And they, they are, there is a certain level as to which they can't go any higher. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay paying them that certain amount as long as they're producing right. students that can read and write yep. and, and all that kind of stuff. And there, And I'll say this too. I've said it before. Um, I've got teachers in in my family and my background, and they are all, all super, super teachers, but um, they're few and far between. Yeah. And the ones that are leaving now, uh, which I happen to know quite a few because of my bride being connected to our alma mater, every single one of them couldn't wait to retire mm. because of what's going on in the education system. Do you think were they mostly uh, 
like 60, 62, 65 or younger or no, they're younger because I think they can they can uh retire at 25 years and some of these I would say half at least that I know they buy years. Oh, really? I, I guess you can you can buy it for half price or something. Wow. And at the beginning and then, you know, you can you can retire at 20 years or 22 years. That's another rack. And then have your full. That's yeah, sort of like is. carbon credits that you can buy and then you can go trash the planet and Al Gore will sell you some <laughs> carbon credits. Oh, there was a team. Like Gates said when he, when he said, I'm saving the planet so I get to use my jet. You know. Oh, my gosh. I know there was a teacher at our school district where I am now, just a totally awesome teacher who taught for 40 years. And I talked to her, or I don't know if it was talk or email or something, but I think it was talk. And she said she retired when the pandemic started because she just knew that it was going to be a total crap fest. And she is now like advising and doing this and that. And she kind of felt guilty that she said she's making more money now than she did ever did teaching. But she's obviously adding more value because you can touch more students when you're not, you know, glued to one classroom. So I don't think anyone should feel shame when they can use what they've learned and their experience and benefit a greater number of people. Absolutely. On that second part, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, somebody, somebody has to stand up and say, we got to turn this boat around yep. because it's sinking. It literally is sinking and they need to go back to the basics. How, how simple is that? It worked for a hundred and some years, yep. you know, for, for modernized education. And they're doing all of these things that make you go, who came up with that crap? You know, who, who's, who's having them, you know, do all these weird, stupid things that don't make any sense. And then you come up with somebody that, that's in the 50 percentile of their class that's right. .000 in their grade point. Uh, uh, it does not bode well for their futures. But, yeah, it's another one of those head scratchers where you can't really see how it got where it is. And worse, you can't really see how it's going to get better, sort of like the state of California. I mean, what, what's it going to take for that to turn around? I remember my uh, neighbor behind me, this was probably 20 years ago. He was part of a team that went out to California to try to change things or turn things around in a particular, I think it was the LA, the LA uh, school system out there. And, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, and you can, you can um, take it out of the broadcast if you want to. All right. But this is, the, this is what he told me was the truth. He said they went out there, and they spent 10 days or two weeks trying to get them to teach their kids correctly out there. And he said, I, I don't know if it was a stupid intendant or a principal stood up on the table, on the conference table, and urinated on it, saying, this is what I think of your plan. Oh, my gosh. That's what he told me. Oh. And he said, he said, he said we knew right then all was lost. I go, really? Is that what it took <laughs> yeah. for her to do something like that, to know wow. that all was lost? Wow. It's, it, you know, you can't put that in a movie. No. But he, he, said, he said it happened, and, and 
I, I assume it probably did because how would you even come up with that yeah. in your mind unless you actually saw her do it? So that's uh yeah, that was that was mind blowing to me anyway. You know, if you t- let, let's take just we'll take education one step higher. Did you hear that Harvard offers a course in OBGYN pediatrics Harvard? Okay. To identify LGBTQA plus in newborns and infants. Uh, oh, the, uh, I, I obviously have nothing. <laughs> I can't even wrap my my enormous head around I finally got him speechless. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> it's not a study they're doing. They're actually trying to teach. Yes, people. they're teaching that. It's a course at Harvard. Wow. Oh, yeah, I, I literally. <laughs> and who would take it? You're, it, it let's take, for instance, uh, that uh, you, Mo, uh, your parents are ta- sending you to Harvard. Yeah. And, okay, so what are you taking this, this term, Mo? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to identify uh, newborns to see if they're queer or not. Okay, you're coming home right now, right now. <laughs> you t- you're done with that Harvard crap. Let's go right oh now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, how, how do they do that anyway, Mo? How do they do that in a course at Harvard? How do they come up with a course that can pretend that they know what the baby's gonna be? Yeah, one more example of just totally wasted. I don't know. I can't even imagine what tuition is at a place like Harvard. But one more example of just literally throwing your money away. Gosh, that's really. That's really crazy. And you know, if Harvard does it, others will follow. I hope so, not. I, 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 would, I would give money. Seriously, I would, I would give money to take that class to see what they, <laughs> how they would teach something like that because it, it's totally, totally insane that they would try to do something like that. Yeah, it's one of those manufactured problems that they have to come up with a manufactured nonsensical solution because there isn't one. And I mean, the the problem is that society or whoever social media is is telling more and more people that they can be whatever they want. So they believe it. And so it's just a self-perpetuating. And then because of that, they think they need to do what this Harvard class is going to do. It's just total folly. It is. And what are they going to do? Are they, are these kids going to come out of this Harvard class going, I can tell what a what a kid coming out of the womb is going to be? There's no way on God's earth they can do that. Well, and the problem is that since it's Harvard, they're going to get a job somewhere and some woke parents are going to pay them big bucks, I guess. And I mean, ah, oh, it's it's such a disgusting thing. It's like, oh, we want our child to be gender fluid, so we're going to go to this specialist and he'll give us some, oh, I don't know. I don't know where that leads. Nowhere good. No, not at all. And there is no such thing as gender fluid. You're one or the other. That's it. You're not, you're not it, fooling anybody. And no. if you are, then you're one of the people that belong in one of my uh, mental health spas. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I like that. G-Man's Mental Health Spa. Yes. You could open a chain. 
I love it. What do you got? I'm sure you have your list with you. Anything that from days gone by that we need to get caught up on? Well, here, we won't, I don't want to get too heavy. We've done gun control and, and the heaviest part, which is education. <laughs> but um, I thought about something. I thought about how long does it take before words lose their meaning? And what I mean by that is, is they're changing uh, words to mean different things. And let me give you a for, a for instance. They used to call them janitors. Then they called them custodians. And then custodians wasn't good enough for some reason. And then they went to sanitation engineers. So how how does a word lose its meaning and how long do you think it would the next word that they come up with would keep its meaning before they change it again i guess yeah you'd have to look up maybe the origins of the word janitor and see where that if it's made up of other words that has something to do with cleaning or taking care of things i mean obviously a custodian is someone who has custody over you know typically if you've got custody over a person, that means you're sort of in charge of him or her. But custodial, you're in charge of a building, but you're not necessarily in charge of keeping it clean, really. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really. And then, of course, sanitation engineers, kind of a joke. And then they even will say <laughs> environmental, environmental services, which is sort of a highfalutin thing if you're actually going to take care of the environment that's well beyond picking up trash and stuff but yeah now that i think about it unless janitor i don't know was was mis uh defined way back when it, it still seems like it makes more sense than a custodian or a sanitation engineer i it, it to me i i always wonder and this is just me but but i say who is the jerk that says, wait a minute, now that doesn't sound right. What doesn't sound yeah. right? Custodian? You know, yeah, let's, you know, we need to, that's all they are. They're, and and folks, I was one for a while, so I can say this. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's all they are, are people that clean stuff up, okay? And I guarantee you that they don't need to have another name that makes it sound better than what it is that they do, because they do the same thing all the time. And it's usually not even the person or the people or group of people that complain. It's it's some holier-than-thou person who is going to bestow upon them a name that has more dignity or whatever. It's just like, you know, Indians want to be called Indians. That's what they call each other, not Native Americans. Exactly. Exactly. Again, I my golf partner is an Indian, and I, I never, never call them a Native American. I... I you know, it just doesn't doesn't ring well, and he doesn't want to be called that. So, yeah. You know, he's an Indian. He's also incredibly upset about our mascot being removed oh, yeah. from our school. Yep. But anyway, another part of the lousy education that kids are getting nowadays. Yeah, all that money. I, I forgot how much money you said they were going to have to spend to replace that. And four hundred thousand dollars. To replace wow. that just because of, and, and you know, they gra they graduated downward, uh, you know, from, yeah. from 
our name to a certain thing to a certain thing to get rid of the Indian part of the name. Yeah. And now they can't have anything to do with the person that settled that territory. Right. Uh, so anyway. Well, speaking of speaking of a different kind of Indian, which I guess Nikki Haley, her, her parents were from India. So any thoughts on her as she throws her hat in the proverbial ring? Yes, I do not want a female president ever in my lifetime. <laughs> do tell. Because they don't get the respect in the countries that are hostile toward us that men do. And when they go over there to say, you need to do this, that, or the other thing, they'll go, yeah, sure, we'll, you know, and then they leave out the door and they go, are you kidding? We're going to listen to a woman? That's over there, not me, not me, okay? But they're they're not going to take, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but they won't take a woman as seriously as they would somebody like uh, a Reagan or a Trump. Yeah. Well, I mean, just think of Kamala Harris. What a total embarrassment she's been, and she's only the vice president. Exactly. Certainly, Nikki Haley is is obviously more intelligent, but Candace Owens was saying today that she had some interactions with her, and the interactions themselves were nice, but then she was told by someone that she was sitting with at a table that all of Nikki Haley's questions that got asked like at a, an event were totally scripted out she gets paid two hundred thousand dollars for a speech and she can't have anything asked of her that wasn't pre-approved oh my lord which isn't yeah that's not a good sign no it's not and again you people out there in the public listening to this remember none of ours is scripted when we do our podcast but uh, yeah, Nick, Nikki Haley's, you know, I, I think she's fine with what she did and what, whatever she does. And Candace Owens also is an absolutely superb, superb woman. I wish she would have been the Carmela instead of Carmela. Yeah. Oh, but, my gosh. But um, not with Haydn, but with somebody yeah. else. That would be super ultra fantastic. But I don't want her in the ultimate power position. I want somebody in the position of power that can, you know, you know, look like they're in power, not look like they're in power, but, but show they're in power and that kind of stuff. And they just don't do it in the Middle East and areas that are very volatile toward us. So, yeah, you can't even imagine like Russia or China ever having a female no. leader. No, not at all. Yeah. China too. You know, they're, they're, uh, what they do 10, 15 years ago, they, they killed all the female or all the girl babies, yeah. you know, because yep. they only wanted men. I can yep. only imagine how they would deal with an Amer American woman president. Just on a side note, I was talking to a guy from Afghanistan. He moved, he, he was born there, grew up there. He moved to Pakistan, I think in 2012, and he's been over here since... 2017, I think. Um, very intelligent guy, probably. I don't know how old he is, 40 or something. And he was a some sort of some sort of an accountant over there. But now that he's over here, he's basically having to start over. But 
I asked him if he had any desire to ever go back, and he said no, and he thinks things are getting worse. I mean, they had been getting worse ever since, of course, especially once, since we withdrew and they're just completely, you know, shutting the women out of society and going back to the times of the barbarians. So it was it was enlightening to hear from someone who literally has been there. Does he go back? On occasion, nope. no family, no nothing. Uh, no, they all came. I guess what family he had came over here. You know, it was like a refugee situation, and so he, uh, yeah, it was. I, we didn't talk a whole lot about it because we were talking about other stuff. But interesting. I'll bet. Good place to be from. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yes. Hmm. I heard that the WHO has dropped the investigation into the origins of the monkey swine uh, flu. Did you hear that? That they're just, they don't even care anymore? It doesn't surprise me. I, I think what the ultra left, which is the WHO and, and Haydn and all those, I think what they're, I honest to God think what they're doing is, is they're just dragging everything out so that everybody just loses interest in it anyway. And that if they say, we, we're not going to look into it anymore, then everyone goes, oh, okay, you know, that's, that's fine. That's the WHO. You know, it's, it's, it must be safe now. It's, and, and I think that's what they do. I, I know that's what Haydn is doing because he said so in an interview when they said that your polling thing is uh, down to 34%. And 61% of the people want to know about uh, Hunter's computer, and he said, "No, nobody cares about that anymore." <laughs> wrong, wrong. More people on the left want to know now than they did before. And that's all I'm saying is, I think he's just—they just try to drag it out, drag it out, and then they think that it just goes, you know, down to a hum, and then there's nothing left to it, and and there, there couldn't be anything further from the truth, man. Which is what he is all the time. I haven't I haven't heard much of him. Not that I want to, since this whole balloon and other UFO. Do you think that that's just a totally manufactured, to some extent, just to get people's eyes on something else and off of everything else that he's failing at? I'll say this: I think anything is possible now. <laughs> you, you know, uh, three years ago, you said that's ridiculous, stupid. No, anything is possible to get your thought train off of Haydn and what has been done with his absolutely miserable administration. I mean, come on. You, it's a Chinese spy balloon, and you let it fly all the way across America to shoot it down in the water so it won't hurt anybody? I mean, you could you could literally shoot that down over New York City, right, you know, 60,000 feet in the air by the time that crashed, the chances of anyone getting injured are probably 0.1 or probably 0.001%, let alone in Montana. Exactly. What is it? Would they say one person for every thousand acres? <laughs> yeah. Come on. That would be the best place where they first saw it. To, and, and how did it get there anyway? Did they say it came from Alaska? Well, they. I read that they actually were tracking it when it left China and then it like took a wrong turn or something. So they've, they've known about it for a long time and I'm sure 
they were just testing Haydn just to see what he would do. And now they know that he basically did nothing until he was forced to. And even then, he totally boondoggled it. Thanks to the left-wing, uh, ultra-left-wing liberal media, you don't hear stuff about any of that anymore. No. You know, they shot it down. Everyone's going, what was it? What, what was in it? What kind of spy equipment? Nothing. Yeah. Crickets. And that's how they handle everything. It's, it's time somebody, I'm telling you right now, if they don't send some people to jail on the left for a change, I'm not voting yep. anymore the rest of my life. I won't do it. Ooh. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I think uh, Liberty Bell, <laughs> who has yet to come on, but will someday soon, had that same sentiment that you just you do get fed up. And I know they made a big deal of after the 2020 election when they had that runoff in Georgia and the two Democrat senators won because Trump basically told people that it wasn't worth voting. And as horrible as that is, you can certainly see that people would feel like that because just like in Arizona and so many other places, it's like, at what point do you give up and just wait for change to happen somehow? Like you said, people go to jail or something. The people that have gone to jail are the people that didn't do anything wrong and they had to release them because they didn't. And if, yep. if, if I'm telling you, if Jim Jordan doesn't do his job and start nailing people left and right, I mean it, the, the country's going to throw their hands up. Yeah. There has to be consequences to your, to your finagling in politics. Otherwise, everyone's going to think the same thing all the time. Ah, it's politics. It's corrupt. Right. It's corrupt. Yep. Yeah, man, you, I mean, you feel like he has the backbone to do it, but we'll, we shall see. Why, in the name of everything that's holy, does it take so long for them to, to come up with something that says, here is proof that this happened, and now you're going to pay for it? I mean, you know, uh, uh, who's, who's that uh, Shruck guy or... Whatever it's oh, for the Shrug, FBI, Shrug, yeah, yeah, whatever he, he lied, you know, when he was when he was subpoenaed, and that's a federal offense. But nothing happened to him. How, how does that happen? If that had been a Republican or a conservative, they'd be in jail right now. Or you go to the Capitol on January sixth and follow a crowd who goes inside. Some of them probably with better intentions, and some with worse. And I know a lot of those people are still in jail. Oh, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, definitely. And they're being held without, you know, without being charged with anything. And that's illegal. How does that happen? I don't, I don't get it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so, so I'm saying, you know, I've had a beautiful week of nothing on the news I'm going to go back probably Monday and listen to one day. And if I don't hear something about heads starting to roll or close to it, I'm not, I don't care anymore. I, you know, what do you do? What do you do? I know. That's I know. A, I, I, Stacy Eastwood the other day sent me a text and she goes, what's happening? All these plants are blowing up, you know, and in all these food places are, are being destroyed and, and, you know, you know, nobody says anything about it. It's not on the news. The trains are being derailed. Nothing's being said about it. What's going on? It is amazing that people, I mean, on Telegram and on 
Rumble and Truth Social and probably Twitter to some extent. I mean, it comes out right away. And even it, it takes even like the Daily Wire and other conservative news outlets at least 24, 48 hours. And then maybe a week later, NBC will like run a 30 second thing on it. Yeah. It's just like I was at work today with three three ladies and we were we were talking something practicing something testing something out and we had microphones podcasting microphones and i said well you must feel like joe rogan and not a single one knew who joe rogan was oh god uh, uh, well were they on the left they didn't i mean i didn't we didn't talk that way but it's hard to believe, even if you weren't, because he's no, I mean, he's no right wing person. He's basically a libertarian, I think. But it would be super interesting to know how many, quote, typical, probably probably left leaning people that aren't, you know, radically crazy don't know who Ben Shapiro is or don't know who, you know, fill in the blank is. Well, unless you're ultra left, they probably don't listen to anything. And a libertarian to them is probably a conservative, so they they don't listen to them either. It's MSDNC and you know what's left of CNN and those things. Um, I can't remember the last time I, I I seriously that I listened to a CBS, NBC, or ABC broadcast of anything. What 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 about Paul Pelosi? You know, you never heard anything after he ran over that migrant worker with a gay guy in his car with him, you know, that was probably shifting his lever for him when he hit him. And he's doing that. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So and did, has that guy who broke in and whatever, I mean, that was a pretty pitiful situation. I assume he's in jail. Did he get did he get charged? I mean, I, mean, I know he got charged, but... I, I, I didn't hear anything about it. It's, it's a, so funny how it's that a, happens. It's like the news today is going like, well, we got an attention span of of one little little five minute blurb, and that's it. Then we're done with yeah. it. Yeah. On to the next one because everything is so screwed up. Here's a question on the very very lighter side that I I've had for a while, and I don't think I've ever asked you. You know how trash companies. Your your day is like Wednesday, or your day's Thursday, or your day's Tuesday. But if there's a holiday, they come a day later because they take that off. But how do they catch up? That's exactly what I was I was just gonna say <laughs> when you said that. When they send that thing, I go, yeah, you're a day behind now. How do you catch up? Yeah, I don't I don't get it unless they're like the the postal people where they can you know they only use two hours of their day to deliver stuff and right. they can, they can make up for it quickly. I, I don't know. I have no idea. It, it seems like, yeah. Cause it seems like kind of a bad deal for the, the drivers because one way or another, they've got to pick up the same amount of trash. They just have one less day to do it in. Do they have to work longer? Or like you say, is their typical day only six hours? And so they've got to work eight hours for three days to catch up or something. <laughs> I, I have no clue. It's, we should, yeah, I should find out about that. That's very curious. I don't know if, is there anything else? Well, mail, but I mean, mail can wait. Other than trash, I'm trying to think of of other services where you uh, you get a day behind, but you never, 
you never seem to notice. You, hmm. You'll never know with the postal service, <laughs> you know, what yeah. should have been delivered and shouldn't be because they're always behind and screwed up with everything to begin with. Yeah. So the, the, that can easily be, you know, taken care of the next day as far as that goes. But, yeah, you're right, trash. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I mean, why doesn't, especially in this day and age, why doesn't the Postal Service go to a three-day week and just save all kinds of money? Because I know postal carriers, they get paid a lot. Um, I mean, I don't know how much, but I know they make a pretty good living. But would it really matter if you got your mail on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays instead of every day? Not anymore because 99% of it's all junk. Yeah. Who sends a letter in the mail that you write to somebody anymore? Uh, nobody does that. Um, and all you get are bills. So I guess you're right. It could even go down to two days a week. And that if it went down to two days a week and you had the same staff working in the postal service, it would still be crappy. <laughs> I'm sure they'd find a way to screw it up somehow. Yeah. It seemed like, yeah, they could. Uh, I don't know if deliver two or three days a week and then on the other days they could just do some other governmental function instead of hiring all those irs agents they could just take a class and and that's probably a good solution they'd be postal carriers three days a week and irs agents two days a week <laughs> i i don't know about that but but i do know that my postal office in my town i won't go to anymore and haven't gone to in probably three to four years. I go to the one to the next town over because they're so inept and so ungodly slow that I can't take it anymore. I mean, I mean, they literally drag their feet. And the the really the, the thing that chased me out of there forever is. I was in line, I don't know, it was probably, you know, it could have been late October, I don't know, somewhere around the holidays, but not the holidays. And there were eight people in line for this, and there were two people working the counter. One of them put a sign up there that says closed to go take his break. And then nobody came back to replace him. Oh, my gosh. I said, that's it, that's it. So I asked my buddy who worked in the Postal Service for 30 years, I go, what's going on here? He goes, they make you take your break. They, they say, if you don't take your break, you know, you're going to get written up. Government work for exactly, you. Exactly, exactly. So enjoy it, people. Uh, you, you only got to probably one of your things, so maybe when you get back to your uh, home compound we can uh, revisit some of those old timers. Yeah, let's do that. But in the meantime, I got one more thing about my travels. All right. And as I'm driving down here, I believe it was both in Kentucky and Georgia. I I don't know where it was, but there's a tunnel. It Maybe you know about it that you go through. I never went through a tunnel, uh, but maybe it's an overpass. But as I'm coming up to wherever that was, there's a sign on the side of the road that says class one explosives not allowed in tunnels. <laughs> and I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, oh my God, I got to look in my back seat, and make sure my brother-in-law's not back there who ate at Taco Bell that day. Cause he would be a class one explosive if that happened, but, but he wasn't there. So I go, who, 
who came up with that sign? Why? And what does that stop looking at that sign? It's the same thing as when you're getting on a plane. No guns. No guns allowed on the airplane. Oh, is that right? Okay, let me get rid of my AK-47 or whatever it is. Uh, you know, you know, class one explosives. Who even knows what a class one explosive is? Besides my brother-in-law after Taco Bell. I just Googled it to see because I, I guess that, that must be like the worst one as opposed to a class two or three. I mean, I mean, if you had a stick of dynamite, what would that do anyway? Yeah. Besides hurt Examples. you if you're in the tunnel. That's funny because you said that, and and dynamite TNT is one of the examples of a class one explosive. So, wow, I didn't say anything. You can't that's prove a, it. No, <laughs> that's really, uh, that's really weird. It is. It's a, it's as weird as when I right after I saw that sign, I saw a speed limit sign that said minimum speed on a six lane highway, three lane going each way, minimum uh -huh. speed forty miles an hour. Who, wow, that's who of... in their insane... Now, I'd put them in my mental health spa if you're driving 40 yeah. on that on that expressway, super highway, as they call them, 40 miles an hour. You're mm. going to... You, you, you're probably... Pete, judge my butt, because you're going to get rear-ended <laughs> if that happens, going 40 miles oh. an hour. Okay. Gosh. Oh, all yeah. right. Well, thank you all for improving your IQ by listening to us. We had some deep and meaningful conversations this week, just like we do every week on The Right Angle. That was easy.